Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I am Rob Stats Guerrera. Today is Wednesday, May 4th, 2022. May the 4th be with you. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. There were no major moves yesterday by the Niners, but I did catch Matt Mayoko on KMBR, and there were a couple of comments that I wanted you to hear. The first is about Debo Samuel. Here was Mayoko's read on the situation yesterday. I think the goal for the 49ers is is to get him under contract before training camp starts, and it won't be much longer or much more before um, it's not happening today or tomorrow. I, I don't think so. Uh, but it's going to be something that's going to take a little bit of time. The question is, though, you know, how much is, is Debo Samuel going to dig in? And I just don't see the logic in him digging in because he's a professional football player. Professional football players, uh, they want to get paid for their services. And if he's not with the 49ers, if he doesn't show up, yeah, he's not getting paid. And in fact, it's money's coming out of his pocket. So I think I'd be surprised if they don't make this work. Hey, and we've talked about this before. Kyle Shanahan has a very good relationship with Debo Samuels. Never had any issues with him whatsoever. In fact, it's it's been the other way. I mean, it's been a really good rapport. I think Kyle probably figures that Debo Samuel is probably the the player that he's had the, the tightest relationship with of, of any player he's ever coached. But even even those two have gone silent here for the last couple of weeks. But I would suspect at some point, once Debo realizes for sure that he's, he's not going anywhere, once there's no other recourse uh, for both sides, then they'll get together and, and work that thing out. We did get a report earlier in the week that said that Debo was going to, quote, dig in. Mayoko in that clip basically is telling Debo the only thing he'll get by digging in is a lighter wallet. By the way, a little good news. We may have already reached the point where Debo has realized he's not going anywhere. Yesterday, his brother posted a story about Debo returning to the Niners with fingers crossed emojis on Instagram. And Debo himself liked a report that said he was expected to remain with the team. Considering this whole thing started with social media... Maybe that is a sign that the ice is starting to thaw. With any luck, our long national nightmare will be over soon. And then we can get back to our old national nightmare, Jimmy Garoppolo. More on that in a bit. But the other thing Mayoko said that caught my ear was his analysis of the Ty Davis price pick. By getting a big running back like this guy is, and he plays around 230, I think he's more of an every-down guy than Elijah Mitchell. And he's more... He's built more to take the punishment of being an NFL running back. I mean, he, he'll run over guys in the backfield, defensive backfield. And he's got pretty good speed, too. So if you kind of set yourself up, I mean, you have another barrier now at the running back position that keeps Debo Samuel out as a wide receiver. It, it does make sense from that standpoint. And uh, I think Kyle... Shanahan wants to have more of a backspike committee, or at least two running backs kind of splitting the load. And last year, they just they didn't have that. So I, I think this guy is set up to make a pretty significant contribution to the 49ers running game from week one of the regular season. In the Instant Reaction podcast that we did shortly after the pick was announced, Kyle Posey said that Ty Davis Price could be the team's leading rusher this year. 
I always assumed that that would be due to injury, but now after what I just heard, I'm starting to think maybe Kyle wants to start the bigger guy in Davis Price and use Elijah Mitchell as the change of pace back like he did with Raheem Mostert in 2019. Now, back to Garoppolo. John Lynch joined KMBR a couple days ago, and full disclosure, I didn't get the chance to hear the full interview until now. Listen to what Lynch said when he was asked about whether it could be awkward for Garoppolo coming back this year. It might be. I mean, if you're talking realistically, it, it, it probably would. Um, I, I will say J- Jimmy is uniquely um, equipped to kind of handle awkward situations there's something he's very un, he's he's very unflappable he really is and he doesn't make it awkward on anyone but sure yeah. there's jimmy wants to play and so we'll, we'll find the right situation for everyone but i think we also have to hold true to you know that's a, that's a position where you need to be strong at and uh, yeah. wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if both of them were still here Yes, he said all the typical stuff about Jimmy being great, but he also said he recognized that Garoppolo wants to start and it could be awkward this year. That is the first time I have ever heard someone from this team acknowledge that point, which honestly to me is reassuring because I was starting to think they didn't realize how brutal that would be for both quarterbacks. Just the fact that they are publicly acknowledging it gives me a little more faith that we are not going to go into the season with number 10 on the roster. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Wednesday, Ian Harditz of PFF had an interesting tweet earlier this week about teams with the youngest running back, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and tight end combinations. So running back, three wideouts, and tight end. The 49ers weren't at the top of the list, but where they did fall was very encouraging to me when I started thinking about their window to contend going forward. One thing to watch, our friend Brian Baldinger is film-tweeting his way through the offseason. Yesterday, he did 49ers second-round pick Drake Jackson. As always, they are definitely worth your time. And frankly, the more I watch about Jackson, the more I like. You can find it on our at NN Podcast Twitter account. One thing you may have missed, many 49ers fans like me might have needed somebody to talk to after the Titans stole that game on Thursday Night Football last season. But as it turns out, it was Tennessee quarterback Ryan Tannehill who needed therapy after his team lost to the Bengals in the playoffs. Remember, Tannehill had three picks in that game. He said, quote, every time I close my eyes, I kind of rewatch the game. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep for weeks. I was in a dark place and it took me a while, a lot of work to get out of it. I've worked through it, but therapy, talking to people, time helped. It took a lot of work to get through it. You know what? That is awesome. Good for you, Ryan Tannehill. You had a terrible experience. You needed help dealing with it. You talked to somebody, and now you've dealt with it. That is exactly how it's supposed to work, and I hope that you speaking up inspires more people to do the same. That's a wrap on today's 49ers and 5. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Wednesday, everybody. Stay tuned for the Shanna Plan with Kyle Posey and Akash Anavarathan. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow.